Hello and welcome to the incredibly influential and highly successful podcast. I'm incredibly influential. And I am highly successful. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd. Very, very happy to uh, to say that it is now officially Star Wars month. Just, let's just give the whole month to Star Wars. Let, let's just do it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, tomorrow, May the 4th be with you. Uh, day after, there's always a bigger fifth. Um, after that, Revenge of the Sixth. Uh, I am the seventh. That's no moon. Eighth's a space station. Uh, a ninth edition of my collection, and it's treason tenth. So, pew pew Star Wars all week. Hell yeah! Wow, incredible. Isn't that crazy? Did you come up with all of those? No, I stole that off Twitter. Yeah. Sweet. Um, speaking of things that I stole, uh, I have a dirty joke for you. Yeah. What's we... your dirty joke? Here we go. All right. So, I was with this girl, right? And, and you know, she was like, oh my god, give it to me, please, I'm so wet. And here I am, like, Bro, I don't know what you're complaining about. You should have brought your own umbrella. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I-, I love how you were, like, waiting. You were waiting for, for like, a-, a different punchline. Nope, that was it. That was it. There you go. That's the... That's all the punchline you're getting, motherfucker. Very nice. Yeah. Did, uh... I think you had a terrible question to ask me too oh yeah are we just going straight into it are we just going straight into it okay all right so if we didn't get canceled for last week's episode which by the way when you're done with this one go listen to it it's really funny uh scoot henson absolutely fantastic guest um can't 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 overstate how how funny that last episode was so go go listen to it after this one but um uh, if if we didn't get canceled for how offensive that episode was, we're going to get canceled right now. So I just want to preemptively say we had a good run. Um, you know, 50, 54 episodes, uh, that ain't bad, you know? Um, but are you familiar with the events of January 28th, 1986? I am not. Um, well... Uh, it was, it was the height of the Reagan administration. Uh, he, he, you know, uh, it was, uh, the day of Ronald Reagan's state of the union. And it was the launch of one challenger space shuttle. And unfortunately something happened to one of the O-rings and everyone on board the shuttle was killed when it detonated during takeoff. Uh, if you're familiar, there were uh, a few ideas as to who would go on this launch. Um, uh, the one that succeeded was the teacher in space program where there was there was a teacher named Krista McAuliffe uh, who who was selected to go into space and teach a lesson from like from space 
and I think it was on fluid dynamics. Um, but the original idea was to have Big Bird on the Challenger space shuttle. Yeah. On, on January 28th, 1986. And so you're, you're telling me we, we almost lost Big Bird. I, and, and thus we are, we are getting to my question here. Um, and I, and I, and I do have a logical argument based on this, right? But would the universe be better or worse if it was Big Bird on that shuttle and took off the same day, but we still, you know, it's still detonated during the launch? Would the universe be better or worse? Well, would we have only lost Big Bird? Well, we, we, we still would have lost all the other astronauts on oh, that shuttle. So it's literally just whether or not we killed Big Bird that day. Either Big Bird or Krista McAuliffe. Um, Who's he? Krista. Sorry. Krista McAuliffe was her was her name. She was she was the teacher. Um the first private citizen uh would have been the first private citizen in space. Would have um been. yeah. Would have. But uh yeah, no, that did not end up happening. Um but uh so so what what is your your opinion on here? Because I have a I've been thinking about this. I actually have a, a logical, fact-based argument. Okay. Well, in my opinion, I, I like Big Bird. So I would keep him around, if at all possible. And I am glad that we did not lose Big Bird on the Challenger that day. <laughs> that That's a fun sentence to say. Is I'm glad we didn't lose Big Bird on the Challenger that day. That's that's a fun sentence. I recommend all of you say it. Yeah, um, everyone appreciate that we still have Big Bird. Yeah. Since then, because I think if that happened, Big Bird would be dead. Oh yeah, Jim Henson. Jim Henson would have absolutely just been like, "No fucking way, we're bringing him back." Yeah. No, he's fucking dead. Because every every child in America would have watched as a fucking childhood hero, Big Bird got on the fucking space shuttle and got obliterated. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone would watch that, but I'm gonna, I, all right. So, so are you ready for my, for my argument here? Let's hear it. If big bird had died on the challenger disaster, I believe that there would have been more public fallout and more people, might have been arrested for negligence and probably we wouldn't have seen the election of George uh, uh, Herbert Walker Bush because uh, so, so I don't know. I don't know if you, if you are aware of this, but the, 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 mm, the, the primary leading theory um, which we can't confirm because Ronald Reagan is dead. Um, and good uh, riddance, by the way. Good riddance. We can't, we can't ask him anything? I mean, I doubt his fucking Alzheimer's ridden ass would have given us much of an answer. But uh, the prevailing theory is that the head of NASA at the time, uh, I forget his name off the top of my head, um, 
Uh, but Head, he was a middle name of. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, nineteen eighty-six. Uh, that was William Graham. William Graham. There's a lot of William Grahams. Uh, he was. I think he would have gotten more flack. I, I mean, I would certainly hope so. Yeah. Uh, he did just launch a rocket that didn't work. I mean, all right. So here's my here's my thing here, right? William Robert Graham, um, born June fifteenth, nineteen thirty seven. Uh, but he was the he was the head administrator of of NASA from ni- December fourth, nineteen eighty five to May eleventh, nineteen eighty six. Um. Uh. So. The leading theory is that Mr. Billy Graham here, uh, and this this is just an opinion uh, shared by a lot of people. I want to cover our legal grounds here. Um, this is just an opinion uh, based on facts, but an opinion nonetheless. But uh, Billy Billy here um, was a big people pleaser. Um, he liked to he liked to gargle on uh old Ronnie Reagan's ball sack and mm-hmm. uh the the primary theory was that the reason that it launched on January 28th 1986 was so that Ronald Reagan could call Krista McAuliffe during his state of the union speech that that and was the leading theory because what, what was the benefit of him calling him just for clout yeah just just to be like i put a teacher in space what are you gonna do america uh which was really funny because he couldn't get reelected anyway but um so are you telling me that she got on the plane and big bird did not um well she definitely got on the plane uh because of she got on the spaceship because, uh, I I don't think the the Big Bird thing ever really got pa- got past the planning stage because it's really hard to make like to get just a normal human into space and not you know a Big Bird. But, uh, yeah, uh, I see. But he he wanted to, you know. Once they had decided, you know, teacher in space, he, uh, there, so we don't know for sure, but there was like a draft of his speech that was leaked that mentioned a hero that was going to call Reagan during the state of the union. And we believe that it was Krista, but obviously since the challenger blew up that morning, no one was there to take the call. Well, no one was there to make the call. I see. Because she was supposed to call him, but uh, I don't think he mentioned it during the State of the Union, but um, because he want he was insistent on having it on January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six, the temperature was very very cold, and Billy Boy received numerous numerous uh concerns that 
the O-rings were going to malfunction because it was very cold. It was like 30 degrees in Florida. But he didn't listen, so the thing launched, and it blew the fuck up like two and a half minutes into the launch, and nobody went punished for it. But, uh, yeah. If it, I think that if Big Bird died, yes. first of all, Space Shuttle Program scrapped. Done. And it was already a failure. Like, we, we all know this. Like, there, there is, like... We would have stopped sending people into space. No, I think we would have sent people into space in a better program. Because the insistence on having this fucking one part of the rocket be reusable is stupid and inane. Well, rockets are expensive, so... They are expensive, but the space shuttle is not... It wasn't cost-effective. It wasn't effective-effective. And literally 40% of the space shuttles blew up and killed everyone on them. There were five. That's a pretty bad success rate. Exactly. There were five space shuttles built, and both Challenger and Columbia both uh, blew up uh, during missions and killed everyone on board. So, uh, space shuttle, the space shuttle program was, was... Everyone at NASA will tell you that the space shuttle program was a failure. And uh, if we hadn't spent so much time on that shit, unironically, we could have gotten to Mars by now. That, that is the opinion of multiple NASA scientists. So if we had terminated the program back in 1986... With instead a of help from a, from a bird. Yes, with the sacrifice of a rather large uh, avaform, we, we could have... We could n- be on Mars. Yeah, easily. Easily, because we have the engine technology, I believe... To make it there in about a month. Uh, it used to be like a multiple month, maybe even multiple year trip. But with our current ion engine technology, we could have made it there in a month for the past like three years now. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like with the engines that we did to land on that comet, if you remember that mission from uh, what was that? 2015, 2016. Um, that was pretty cool. But uh, those those ion engines, they're really, really fast. So we could have made it to Mars. They're very fast and they're very light, too, because the, the fuel is so much lighter because it's just noble gases. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we could have made it to Mars, if not for Ronald Reagan and Billy Graham being a piece of fucking dog shit. But yeah, the space shuttle program fucking sucks. There's your there's your academic lesson for the day. Fuck the space shuttle program. Fuck Ronald Reagan. Fuck Ronald Reagan for a lot of yeah. reasons. There's a reason we stopped making space shuttles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, fuck Elon Musk too, because he blew up his fucking uh, newest rocket as well. Um, there's actually a lot of people complaining about that because they live in the like Cape Canaveral surrounding area, and yeah. they're like, yeah. Yeah, it, like, causes fires and shit, and they're just like, um, like, hey, yo, what the fuck, man? Um, hey, we live around here. Can you, can you launch your rocket somewhere else if you know you're gonna crash it? 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think he knew he was going to crash it, but he's or fucking even, Elon Musk. He's even retarded. With the chance of crashing it. Yeah. Can you pay reparations and damages if you can afford to crash a rocket over where we live? Yeah. Or at least the fucking government should just be eminent domaining their shit, right? They should be buying up their houses and just like, okay, you don't have to fucking live here anymore. It gives us more room to do shit. It'll pay you the market value of your house. So you can at least pay to live somewhere else, you know? Yeah, that might help their local economy just a little bit, you know? Imagine just doing that much for the country. Yeah, something Especially like after some terrible fallout in the surrounding area happening. Yeah, thank God we haven't actually... Thank God there wasn't, like, a, a nuclear-powered rocket, because if there there would have actually been fallout or in the surrounding area, that would have been shitty. That would have been really shitty. Yeah. I guess we'll just have to settle for, like, a train releasing noxious gases and chemicals. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Two trillion dollars on infrastructure, and these fucking trains can't stay on the goddamn tracks. Thanks, Biden. They're putting money into these? Oh, yeah. That two trillion dollar infrastructure bill. That was the largest uh, rail investment since the 50s, I think. Since, like, 1957. When was that? That was last year. 2022. So before the crash? Uh, yeah. Well, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Thanks, Biden. Thanks, Buttigieg. You fucking idiots. How is it that I could do literally all the fucking executive branch jobs all at once better than the people that they have doing them? How the fuck do you get the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, uh, the fucking... He, he was a naval intelligence officer. And what do you do? What do you fucking do? You put him in charge of fucking transportation. Are you fucking brain dead? Are you fucking senile? Jesus yeah. Christ, Biden, you fucking I think idiot. Half of a president's job is hiring the right people to do the other half of stuff. Well, he that promised you don't have him time a. to do as president. He promised him a cabinet position if he would uh, drop out of the primary and endorse him. And that's the only one he had open. Lo and behold. Yeah. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. This is why I'm running for uh, for office. Yeah. No, I mean it. I'm, I'm like, actually going to run for local office. Be on I, the lookout. Chicago. I have, no, not Chicago. Uh, uh, Macomb. Uh, let, me, let me look what district it is, but it's... Um, okay. Uh, find my rep so uh oh, that's the wrong one um it's the ballot one right uh it's the down ballot find my uh congress find the congress all the congress um Let's just do this one. Uh, okay. All right. I'll tell you what district you need to move to to vote for me. Yeah. Let everyone know. It's a big district. Let um, everyone in the district know. Yeah. So uh, my my two choices for who to unseat 
our uh, representative Dan Swanson. That this is Illinois Illinois State Congress, by the way. Um, it's Dan Swanson or Michael Halpin. So I'm I'm getting rid of one of you. One of You're you taking, is gone. Taking your slot. You're damn right. I'm taking your spot. I'm taking your bitch. Uh, I'm taking your money. Uh, and if you have a favorite vegetable, I'm taking that shit too. Eat my ass. Hmm. But yeah, I'm thinking about starting my own political party. We'll call it the influential party. Um, Pro-gun, pro-choice, pro-abortion. Not pro-choice, pro-abortion. We want want all the women to be getting abortions. There's too many kids. Yeah, (laughs) this is the only option now. We're having too many fucking babies, bro. We can't handle it. There, there's way too many fucking kids in the foster care system, dude. For real. For real. And it's only going to get worse. So, yeah. Unironically, uh, if you live in a fucking blue state, consider abortion, please. Maybe maybe you move all the adoption centers to be next to the abortion clinics. Right? That's right? your first act. No, 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 no. So the abortion clinic is like in the middle and they're and surrounding it there's a bunch of adoption centers so that way no matter what direction you're going through you have to pass an adoption center yeah yeah you abort yours and you take home a different one <laughs> you're like oh honey since we're since we stopped in the area let's take a child home with yeah us. let's let's get a child it's like going to the pet store and getting a fish for real yeah on a, i mean unironically people are gonna have to do that Right? Fucking foster a kid, by the way. A lot of this is jokes, but if you can, fucking foster a kid. Don't be a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. Foster a fucking kid, you assholes. The number of children without parents is through the stratosphere. It is, it is fucking staggering how many kids are, like, uh, taken away from their parents and put in the foster system because, like, um, the parents are in jail, the parents are dead. One parent's dead. The other one's in jail. Um, abusive households. Everything. So yeah, if you can afford to, please fucking adopt a kid. Please. Genuinely. Unironically. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. I'm gonna charge mine rent. If I, if You're I gonna charge your adopted child rent? Yes. I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm going to foster some children at 21 years old. That just sounds like child labor. No, no, no. I'm not employing them. I'm just telling them that they have to pay their own bills. (laughs) They don't eat for free. Then that's not really fostering them. I mean, I'm offering them rent or I'm offering them a place to rent. That's something. You know, I, I think you have a very different view of adoption than the world census does. Uh, well, I mean, they should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. That's <laughs> that's on them, bro. Oh, they don't even have parents. <laughs> Can you cut them some slack? Who are they going to tell their parents? My logic is flawless, by the way. Uh, oh boy. 
uh, hang on. Uh, talk. Say say some things. Provide Ooh. us with some some lovely you motherfucker. Who me. else am I talking to? Why the fuck do you want to hear from me? I just You're the I one just, spewing I, opinions. <laughs> I mean, well, I assume you're gonna be my running mate when we run for president. But I'm not in your county. No, 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 no. When when we run for president, when we run for president. So wait, you're you're in the you're in the um. You you do the your district and I do the my district, and yeah. we work our way up through the ranks until I would, I would become the the most prestigious tiebreaker in all of the land. For real, oh my god, you would be you would have so much power as a tiebreaker. Yeah, everyone and their mother would you would be giving you like gifts and expensive prostitutes and vacations. Yeah. Oh my god. They'd say in the circumstance that the vote is tied. Yeah, you could you could be but making buku be bucks. In our corner. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah I I would not be afraid to sell out to either side. Uh. <sighs> That's it, the. That sounds like a good candidate to me. It sounds like a lot of candidates I know. Okay, okay. Unironically, though, right? You would because make a great candidate. <laughs> there's there are a ton of like fucking people in Congress who pretend to be like super mad about every single thing. Uh, the, that's the perf- their job. Yeah, yeah. They don't. I don't know what their what their policy is. But yeah. I know that that's what they do, is they get mad a lot. Yeah, like your AOCs, your Rashida Tlaib, uh, your fucking, I don't forget the other one, I forget the other one's name, but they're, you know, they're the, the squad, they're all mad all the time. They're like, oh, I'm outraged, I'm offended, blah, 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 blah. No, most politicians, even if they pretend to be outraged all the time, they're basically like single issue uh politicians right you know how they're like single issue voters where they're only democrat or republican because of like one single issue um they're single issue politicians right my single issue if if you elect me the people of illinois if you elect me to the illinois state government i will get rid of the foid law because the foid law is fucking shitty it is terrible uh and i and i will I will make it so that uh, the gun laws in this state are much more fair and constitutional because a right delayed locked behind a paywall or a license or in any way restricted is a right denied. And I don't think you should have to get a license to go to church or be a journalist or. uh, Can we backtrack a little bit? What? Don't you have some sort of like restriction in owning a firearm? <coughs> yeah, and I think that that's bullshit. Yeah, I haven't committed a crime. I haven't but been you, before a judge. It, but you it, are were, still you are still barred from owning a firearm without due process, and that's <coughs> what I'm saying, right? Because right just, now, like some circumstances have led to you specifically not being permitted to to carry one or to own one for the next two years in a month roughly uh yes wow 
and I'm going to destroy that law and the careers of anyone who gets in my way. Is it just that law? Or it's probably just that law that affects you. Well, all right. Here's the thing, right? Here, here's what I take issue with here. Um, so, like, because of America's like super huge disability law thing, um, like, because because we are actually one of the best countries for people with a disability to to live in. Yeah, you know, we're just politically disabled. Yeah, as a we, country. Yeah. But like, um, if you're in like a wheelchair or like crutches or whatever, we're we're a fantastic country to live in because like everywhere's got to be uh, handicap accessible. Um, yeah. But that means that this culture of accommodating people with disabilities, right? That means that a blind person, like like physically completely blind, not allowed to drive, right? Uh, like completely barred from getting a driver's license, right? They can own a firearm. They they can apply and get uh, a, a firearm owner's identification in the state of Illinois. And I think in all 50 states, you're allowed, as a blind person, <laughs> that you're is, allowed to own a firearm. That is amusing. I mean, like, I wouldn't, I, I can't assume that they shouldn't. They I shouldn't. Mean, they absolutely shouldn't. Because there are four rules of firearm safety, right? Uh, depending on on uh, who you ask, they're sort of different. But the ones I uh, subscribe to are that you have to treat all guns as if they're loaded. Uh, never let the the end of the gun, the business end, point at anything that you're not willing to destroy. Uh, keep your finger off the trigger until uh, you're aiming at your target and you've decided to shoot. And uh, be sure of your target and what's behind it. So those are the those are the, the versions of the rules that I subscribe to. Um, and a blind person cannot uh, uh, follow two of those rules. Like, like half of those rules, they cannot follow. Because they don't know what is in front of them. But like, like by law, they, they do not know what would be in front of them. By law. And and they don't know what the muzzle cover is pointing at. So, what you say they don't have like sense of touch? They can't under they can't feel what part of the gun they're holding. But they can't tell if they're not touching or hearing or smelling or tasting something. They can't see it, and so they won't know. They 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 cannot fully follow those those four rules. So, in my opinion. And I would say the opinion of most reasonable people, a blind person cannot safely own and operate a firearm without supervision. But guess what? They're allowed to apply for and get a firearm owner's identification license, even though they're not allowed to get a driver's license. And I think that that's bullshit. But you might, you might say, right, you know, Oh, well, a driver's license isn't a constitutional amendment, right? You know, that they're they're I mean, that is an argument you could make. It yeah. It's not a constitutional right to drive, but it is to own to carry a firearm. To to own and bear arms. Yes. Keep and bear arms is the uh-huh. is the phrasing. 
And that's the crux of it, right? We can deny people the right to drive a car. If they have a medical issue or, or they've committed a certain crime or something like that, we can deprive someone of that right. They're not allowed to own the, the driver's license in that instance. But owning a keeping and bearing arms is an amendment to the Constitution. It is a right. It is an incorporated right as well. Because the 14th Amendment, the incorporation clause, says that all the states need to follow uh, the, the first 10 amendments in the Bill of Rights, including the second. And again, you don't need a license to go to church, to speak freely, to uh, uh, petition the government. You don't need a license to uh, uh, get a trial by jury or uh, avoid uh, uh, criminal... Uh, uh, Cruel and unusual punishment as a criminal? Yeah. You don't need a license for those, but you need a license to keep and bear arms? No. Fuck no. Absolutely not. That rule is unconstitutional. The Supreme Court of Illinois uh, already uh, ruled on this, that you cannot enforce the, uh, the, the Floyd law if you have a gun in your home. It's unconstitutional to uh, enforce it in someone's home if all you if all you're doing is uh, having a gun but not a Floyd law and you don't take it anywhere. If it's in your house, they can't enforce it. So again, it's 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 unconstitutional that they can do that. And I will go to Springfield. I will change that. And any anyone who stands in my way, Democrat or Republican. I will destroy your career. What about the blind people? Well, I mean, they might I, have they might have some public outcry. Do you think there'd be more outcry if like the existing uh laws Wait, speak up a little bit. Do you think there would be more public outcry if the existing laws said that blind people could not carry firearms? Would there be more would there be more unrest? No, I think most blind people would agree that they can't know uh, what is uh, in front of their, or what is behind their target, or where their target even is most of the time. I think most blind people would agree with that. You think th politicians would defend their their access to firearms? Uh, here, Here's my opinion. Had, what if we had like a politician go on to like a news station and like make their case for why blind people should be allowed to carry firearms i think we would hit like a peak yeah here here's my opinion and we'll 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 go into the ad break here okay. but here's my opinion right either everyone is allowed to carry as long as they haven't like been expressly told by a judge for punishment of a crime that they're not allowed to to own firearms or we close the loophole you know uh uh blind people not allowed to own guns deaf people not allowed to own guns you know uh deaf people not allowed to own guns no one with a disability allowed to own a gun i mean why not right uh, we wouldn't let a we wouldn't give a driver's license to a, a, a quadriplegic person. What about you? 
I I have a restriction on my license. I have a restriction on my license. So you, you would know? be restricted from getting a firearm. Anyway. Unless I'm wearing glasses. Unless I'm wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would that... have to. You'd have to wear glasses. Yeah. To yeah. carry a firearm. Unironically. Unironically. Either it's okay for everyone as long as they haven't explicitly had their right taken away by due process, like every other fucking law, like every other fucking legal right that we have, or it's okay for no one. That's the, the, those are the rules. You can play ball or go the fuck home. But for me, I will destroy any chance you have of getting elected if you don't agree with me. I will do everything in my power to make sure that you do not get elected if you oppose me on that. And that is a fucking fact. That is an absolute fact. So either I'm running for office or I'm starting a, a political action committee and I'm going to be the actual fucking kingmaker in this country because I, when I, I I'll, before we go to the ad break I want to say this I have a very straight and narrow focus and drive when I want something I fucking get it okay there is nothing hell or high water I will do everything in my legal power to get what I want And that includes donating lots and lots of money to people who aren't you if you oppose me. I will spread dirt. I will, uh, uh, I will pay for, uh, for any, any bad story about you. I will donate to your opponents. I'll donate to political action committees that oppose you. I will endorse them on this show. I will do everything in my legal power to get firearm rights back to the people who deserve them. Because, and and let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This is why. This is why. This pisses me off, right? So, right as I bought, like, like the night that I made my, my offer um, and it got okay. accepted on the house, in the town where I moved to, there was a like a college party um and somebody showed up and shot multiple people and killed one of them right okay so the 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 foid law either didn't keep him from getting an illegal gun or it didn't stop him from using a legally purchased gun but if the people at that party were carrying, I guarantee you he wouldn't have made it that far. So if everyone at the party had a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll go to the ad break, but I have some, I have some evidence to support this. But okay. we'll be right back. Okay. This episode has been generously sponsored by skunknuggetparenting.com, run by my own talented mother. Parenting is hard. Sometimes, kids and parents are like night and day. It can be very hard to get on the same page with them, and a lot of parents have anxiety that maybe they're doing it all wrong. Luckily, 
there is a service out there that can help. Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions is a company that provides parent coaching services, resource referrals, and psychological profiling, along with 24-7 phone and text access in an all-virtual program. Plus, the first consultation is free. In order to get this amazing service, please visit skunknuggetparenting.com. That is skunknuggetparenting.com. Thank you to Skunk Nugget Parenting Solutions for sponsoring this episode. Thank you all for listening. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back to the show. All right. I've got some some stats for you. I got some numbers here. All right. All right. I got some I got some numbers here. You all right, you're gonna pan off these numbers now. Yeah, I got I got all these numbers for you. I, I've gathered them during my little pee break that I took during the ad read. Uh yeah. All right. So um uh uh Number of school shootings in a school where the teachers are allowed to be armed. I want to. I want. I want to hear your guess. What's 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 your guess here? Um. What is the question? How many school shootings do you think there have been in a school with armed teachers? How many schools have armed teachers? That's. That's one of the numbers I don't have. But well, that seems like an important number to consider. Uh, most Cause, schools, because you know, in most Ohio, schools, because most schools don't have teachers with guns, and so that's just a fact. I do know that there has been a. Uh, and I don't uh, know. I don't know if the solution is to give every school a gun. That seems. Um, I don't know, alarming, like, or just introducing the problem or expediting it. So, all right. So here I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the number of states where it is officially like banned, like officially like outlawed. Uh, so the number of states that, that don't do that, there's Hawaii, Seattle, or I say Seattle, Washington, Washington, even though it's basically uh-huh. just Seattle, um, California, uh, uh, Colorado, New Mexico. I, there were the two square states and I was like, Oh, which one is that? It's, uh, Colorado. Um, uh, North Dakota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Maine, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, Delaware and North Carolina. So those are all the states where they explicitly outlaw carrying firearms in schools. All right? Just those ones? Yes. Just is, those ones. That is surprising. In the uh in the states where um where it is explicitly allowed that they're allowed to carry them, we've got Idaho, Wyoming, the other square state, South Dakota, uh, Kansas, Missouri, Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, and Florida. Right? Um, And then there's a bunch of other states that uh, have a law where the school district will uh, will grant permission uh, if you're allowed to to carry it. Yeah. Um, But, uh, Ohio, 
reduced the amount of uh, training hours that you need to um, uh, carry. So they, they used to have a really huge, 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 huge program where if you wanted to be a teacher with a gun in the classroom, uh, take a guess how many hours you needed to have before this new law. I'm going to guess like 40. 700. Good. That was before, right? But after the new law, it's 24. And most of the people in Ohio, they've said uh, that uh, uh, that was the most important thing to prevent school shootings in Ohio. And I stand by that because there hasn't been a school shooting in Ohio since that. Yeah, but it's not often you're going to have teachers with 700 hours of firearm training. Exactly. But there, it is often that they will have 24 hours of firearm training. This, it, it's not like... That is definitely not enough, though. You know, 24 and 700 are two completely different amounts. Now, uh, here, here's some more of the numbers that I found here, right? So, during a live fire situation uh trained police officers are only accurate about 30 percent of the time and trained soldiers in a war zone are accurate even less like much 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 less right um okay so but the interesting thing here is that 30 percent is sort of the peak. And when you look at like criminals and like concealed carriers and like civilians, it's not that much lower. It's only a few percentage points lower in accuracy wise. The, the human body can only really be expected to have about that level of precision during a, uh, during a live fire situation, during a, uh, an event where that type of adrenaline happens, right? So, okay. given that these are going to be very, very close encounters, if it's a teacher, if it's a teacher in a room with students and they are, you know, backed into a corner, right? We saw what having an armed um, student resource officer would do. We saw that in... Uh, Uvalde, and we saw that in Florida during the uh, the the uh, Stoneman Douglas shooting. They don't do anything. If they have a chance to leave, they will. And granted, granted, I will say that technically, uh, according to like all first responder training, that's probably best. That's that's technically what they are supposed to do, because. The, the number one thing, I, I'll say this, in an emergency situation is to not create another victim. Your, your number one job is to uh, save as many people as you can without yourself becoming a victim. And okay. So that is, that, that is, is uh, you know, it, they're trained to not respond like that. But if you have a teacher who is in a locked room with their students back against the wall, who has to protect those students, they absolutely 
will be more likely to, you know, eliminate the the, the uh, perpetrator. They're absolutely more likely to do that. And so I stand by that all, not all teachers, but any teacher who wants to be armed should be. Absolutely. If they're willing to do the, uh, if they're willing to get a concealed carry license, then they should be able to concealed carry in classrooms. 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, that's... But, okay, on that condition, do you expect there to be enough training and regulation to allow that? I mean, we haven't seen a... Uh, there, there's a lot of people who say, oh, a student's gonna gonna grab the gun and, and do that. When have we seen that? When does I that mean, happen? That is something important to consider, is that you are putting a, a, a firearm in, like... A, an, an environment that is surrounded by children <laughs> so you know it's not like you're gonna have a a teacher present at all times in the classroom is my thinking no con- well they're gonna concealed carry as in on their person damn yeah That's... like a normal concealed carry person does i mean so okay i mean it's maybe it's just not in my book or element to like teach a class while holding a firearm on person. But I'm, that's me. At that point, you uh you wouldn't notice, you know. Like, do you, you know? No, honestly, unless you if you've all right. So so here's the thing, right? If if you talk to anyone who concealed carries daily, um. Unless they're like brand, unless they're carrying something brand new, trying like a different place for it, or like trying a new, new holster, um, they won't notice because they will gravitate to a point of maximum comfort, depending on the things they do during the day, right? So, um, uh, so for example, a lot of people who carry it like in their in their appendix area. If, if they're doing appendix carry, so so if you're familiar with that. Um, uh, Maybe I don't know enough people who conceal carry yeah, on a I, daily basis. I don't know if you're even allowed to concealed carry in New York. Uh, I don't know if they issue those permits. You're probably not. Uh, because New York is a shithole. But, um, or it would just be dangerous to have that many guns around such highly populated areas. There's still guns in those areas. It's just, would you rather someone have a permit to have a hidden gun or not? You know? I think often they are supposed to have a permit. Yes. Would you, but, but would you prefer that, uh, uh, would you prefer that the person having a hidden gun next to you uh, has trained, taken a class, and gotten a license? Or would you rather they just be someone hiding a fucking gun on them? I mean, probably the first option. But uh, at the same time, I probably just would not prefer to be so close to people carrying guns all the time. I I mean, that that's would, when that you... would not That would make me less comfortable. Now, see, I... I used to be 
uh, a pussy about this, but here's the thing, right? You know, I used I used to be one of those. Oh, gun control is going to solve all our problems. We don't. Nobody needs an AR-15. But here's the fucking problem with that, right? Here's the fucking facts of the situation here, boss, and that is that all the all the crazy fucking psycho people who went to uh, the Capitol on January 6th, if they haven't gotten arrested and sent to jail, they guarantee you most of them are, are armed. Guarantee you. They are either armed or they could very easily pick up a, uh, a firearm in but their what, local but area. What does that have? What relevance does that have? So if you want to have any you know, meaningful opposition to that if you want to defend your country from from armed oppression and and armed insurrection you have to also be armed yes unironically there's there's a story this is what sort of um broke me where i was like okay this is unavoidable because for me you know even before this story this was sort of in between right so um I hope I'm not like the last person in the way of like my country's democracy to the point where I need a gun to defend myself against these people who have guns. You could be. And that's, that's the problem is you might be that's yeah. And, and you can never count on that because that, that's what the, that's what the second amendment is about for the, for the defense and security of the free state means threats from, outside and threats from inside the country you have to be able to defend it and i yeah i i i stand by that uh so if if you if you but here's here was the story here was the story that really broke me to where i was like okay every liberal in this country should own a gun and that is there were armed trump supporters in colorado who were going door to door demanding to know who people voted for and as far as i know they haven't been like arrested yet even though doing that is a felony okay yeah i mean and this was this was in colorado right this was in a blue state you know it's a blue state with red areas you know lauren bobert is is a representative from colorado but it's a blue state nonetheless, right? If this can happen in a blue state, it can happen anywhere. Every liberal should be armed in this country, 100%. Because almost every conservative is. So that's that's the reason. That's if because... you I mean if you think about it, right? All they have to do is, if they can't achieve what they want politically, all they have to do is, wait, we own all the guns. What are the liberals going to do about it? And thankfully, thankfully, there are a lot of liberal gun communities. And I, I really appreciate that. I, Yeah. If, if you are a, a, a liberal and you are interested in uh, uh, protecting yourself or others, I absolutely recommend you go you go check that out. Uh, and enlist in that, you know, the uh, the founding fathers of this country 
they were considered extremely liberal for this time and they all owned guns. This, this country was founded on the idea that you can be invested in civil, uh, civil rights and political uh, equality while uh, uh, protecting those rights with firearms. You know, it, it doesn't, you don't lose your liberal status when you go and get a gun to protect yourself. I suppose you're right. You don't. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they should all go out and get a firearm? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Oh. The, the current arms ownership rate in America is the one of the primary reasons why we have never been invaded since the since the fucking 1800s there has Maybe. not been like a on foot attack in this country since the 1800s Maybe I will just have faith that Republicans who own firearms would uphold like the some some form of you know con- control or stability in the country and that they would just you know happen to be on my side if my safety were endangered in that way well can't i can't i feel that way <laughs> no that well that's that's if we get invaded that's if fucking canada decides to get froggy and and crosses the border and invades you know what if it's them you know i think we've already got proof that the republicans are more dangerous than canada is so we should probably be more worried about them you know do you trust marjorie taylor green to be a rational human being invested in this country's well-being or do you expect her to be a giant raving ape like she is? Well, she hasn't done anything with firearms that threatens some sort of safety in our democracy or something like that. She she did. She was in the January 6th thing. Oh, you're right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 was that was her. She she was part of that. Well, so, yeah, that was a that was a big destabilizing act against our democracy. So maybe I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't know what me owning a gun is going to change about the fact that no one has done anything about potentially everything. Doing that. Potentially everything. A butterfly flapping its wings in Australia could cause a tornado in Kansas. You never know. But it it could, it could, and you've got to, you know, you could be the, uh, you, you could be the person who, who saves America, you know, if, if you, if it comes down to it, you know, that's how, that's how it is in Ukraine, right? To there were a lot of, America. there were a lot of Ukrainian gun owners, right? And they played a pretty instrumental part in holding back the Russians, you know, like, a, a lot of uh, I will say a lot I will say that um a lot of Ukraine has been done beyond visual range 
you know, it's it's mostly been an artillery war, uh, an, an air war, uh, that sort of thing. But when it comes down to like small scale urban combat, you know, partisans with like guns at their house, you know, like a fucking old uh, family heirloom from World War One. You know, that could be the thing that holds out your your position for just the right amount of time for reinforcements to come in to push the fucking Russians out. You know, it, 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 you could be the last line of defense. And I think everyone should be prepared for that on both sides of the aisle. Well, I hope, I hope they're prepared too. I don't think, I, I don't know. That's. I think it's your New York City upbringing. It, yeah, it must you think be. so? You think yes. so? I I just don't think I'm under that much threat right now. I mean, you're you're outside of the city now. How far are you upstate, roughly? Like pretty far up. Yeah, you're you're in their territory now. Yeah, but does that mean I'm under threat? I don't think so. You could be. Well, I don't think that that constitutes me needing to own a firearm. And I think like a like a like an, an argument I can make is that somehow no one else in my school is carrying a firearm when they go to class. So how do you know? I'm just going to I'm just going to safely assume that. I mean, you can't really know. You know, they say it's it's a, a gun-free campus, but, like, how do you know they, you know, don't have one in their car or whatever? I know? don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't get into it, you know? But that's that's the way I feel. I, I think if you have to wait until you think you are under threat, it's probably too late, is my well, then, view. Well, then, that'll be... The, that'll be the consequence when that hits. But what what do you what do you want me to do? I don't know. Go I'm out like, and buy a gun. I'm not going to do that. Go you, get a you go get a concealed carry permit. You literally can't do that. Yeah, and so I think you're just you're just um, projecting. It's not projecting. <laughs> you're projecting my projecting. That, yeah, it, fucking put that in your pipe and smoke it. Mm-hmm. I'm the psychology student here. What the fuck? You can't yeah. whip that out on me. Well, you're, you telling, can... you're telling me to get a gun. Yeah, and everyone cannot, should have one. You cannot. You literally cannot get one. I will. I will. I will do again. I will do everything in my legal power to obtain a firearm. I don't care what I have to do. All right. Well, if it until, is within my legal power, I will do it. Until then, you cannot. Yeah, but that that makes me uh, less prepared. As someone who did feel that, you know, because I lived in a, a red area with a um, with parents who are out and proud and unafraid of it, and who did not realize, you know that that paints a huge target on their backs. 
I, I have lived in that fear knowing that I am like a, a, a target, you know? Right. Cause, cause that's, that's the type of shit, you know, you, it, it, it's fair to say that other than when we lived together in Utah, you've mostly lived in a pretty safe few areas and then at the dorm that you're in for school, right? Like that's 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 a fair assumption on my on my end. I mean, you were probably in the same place as I were. No, I've lived in uh either rural or uh suburban for most of my life. I've never lived in the city. Okay. Well, so I I've been around. Do you do you get around? Or, or what are you what are you Brian fucking Wilson? You get around? I've been around. I'm not going anywhere right now. I I feel like I feel like I get around is sort of the middle ground between the two statements that you just said. Okay. Well, you can take that for what it is. I don't know. I think I would not invite the idea of carrying because it's just so out of the scope of what I do to carry on with my life. I It has like no relevance to me. How do you know? How do you know? Well, well it's it's what it's all I've known, really. It's <laughs> that's how I just I just am like completely detached from any invitation to carrying a gun. I'm inviting you. And I'm refusing. I th- I definitely think that that is if if it is a- a right available to you. Shouldn't it be my right to choose too? It, it and I, I, I also say that right. That is, uh, you, you are also free to not carry. Um, you know that is your freedom to do that, and I would never say that it isn't. I don't, I don't believe that uh, gun ownership should be mandatory. Um, but I, I. Unless unless the draft happens, in in which case you know there is mandatory yeah. at least gun use, there at you least go. possession. But I uh, that that actually I would I would offer that suggestion to you, which is if you are so desperate to carry a firearm, I you could I, enlist. I can't in the actually. military. I can't actually. Uh, is this part of the clause? No, it's it's for a different thing, but they have a new I thought about enlisting, but the like basically right as I turned 18, um I had to get a surgery done to fix a thing and right after I did that, they implemented a um new medical record filing system, right? Cuz before then, you would bring your medical records like print it out to them or you would like send them through like a like a fax or, or digital copy but now the uh, uh the military has like an internal thing where they will check the records of their um uh enlistees i believe would be the term so 
Now you can't get away with it. Get away with lying to the surgery. recruiter. Lying to the recruiter, you know, because my dad had uh, asthma, but he was in the Marines, um, and he just didn't say it to the recruiter, and they just let him in. Um, but also, I, one of the things they make you do if you join, like, that seems dumb. Wait, so you can't join the military if you have asthma? No, not at all. Because one of the things they make you do in that probably doesn't in, stop you from getting a firearm, though, right? No, no, no. In in most of the in at least both the army and the marines, uh, the 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 ones where you will probably see combat, uh, you, uh, uh one of one of the last things they make you do during uh, basic training is they put you in a room. They tear gas the room, and you have to be able to state your, uh, uh, n- I think, name, rank, and service number, I believe. Um, so they're, they're doing that to people? Yes. they. Uh, two people uh, I've talked to, uh, Army and Marines, um, one of them actually got like like forcibly removed from the Army because he didn't know he had asthma, and they did that to him. He had, he had he had no idea that he had asthma before then, and they they did that to him, and he was uh, medically discharged. That's, and my dad, that's my da- fucking awful, bro. The the military, the enemy military, isn't going to let you out of the room once you say your uh, fucking service number, right? They're just gonna keep pumping gas in there until you're dead. So, I understand why they don't. This really doesn't seem like a. I don't know. Like they a, break I would, you. I wouldn't condone the military for gassing their recruits. They they have to break you. They have to. That's why the United States military is the toughest fighting force in the world. First of all, it's because we're fucking huge and we have the technology to whoop everyone's ass without them even seeing us coming. But second of all. It's the, uh, uh, they have to fucking break you. They break you and they put you back together. And a lot of times you won't recover. There are a lot of, of, uh, veterans who don't recover from that. And it fucking sucks. But it keeps us safe, you know? And at least you don't get drafted into that anymore. At least it's all volunteer. Yeah. Well, I know I'll definitely not be willingly submitting myself to getting gassed in that case. But, you know, yeah. you know that's, that's, you can't either. <coughs> I, I mean, I wish I could because, and, and truth be told, th- maybe, this is, maybe this if is... you just like subject yourself to enough like experiences with gas and try to recite your own like hypothetical security number rank and social yeah you might get good enough to pass that part well truth be told truth be told my dad um my dad also has asthma they gassed him right he got through it completely fine he also got through covid completely fine like he he doesn't he didn't get vaxxed um i think he got it before he got vaxxed and that's sort of his whole 
like, uh, you know, I got it before I got vaxxed, so it didn't do anything, and I have the antibodies and whatever. So he gets COVID, like, all the time, but it's, like, a mild cold for him. And afterwards, he said it, like, completely, like, flushed his system, and it made his breathing better. And that's what he said about the tear gas as well. And after I got COVID, I got the same thing, right? You got stronger. Uh, yeah, it for a couple of days after the fact, I was like, holy shit, is this what it feels like to be normal? And then my allergies came back and it sucked. But yeah, that's that's if you've if you've got bad allergies, maybe sign up for the military and get tear gassed. Have you been They're... vaccinated? Yes, I, I uh um I think I was double I don't have my wallet on me, so I can't check my vaccination yeah thing but it was last year so i think it was uh i had two pfizers and a booster and yeah it just it was in june it was uh it was like the the flu it was i would compare it to the pre-pandemic flu and if you remember the flu from pre-pandemic it was pretty nasty um and i would say it was about there without the stomach pain because I got I got stomach sick during then too. Oof. Yeah. But that was the last time I got sick before I got COVID, and I haven't been like sick since because I don't leave the house. So it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there. I I'll leave you with the advice of maybe join the military and get tear gassed if you want to clear out your sinuses. Try it. All uh, right, and I you get a firearm button. for your troubles. Maybe. Usually, maybe. Uh, sometimes, kind maybe. of, maybe. If you can get past the gas part. Yes. Uh, oh, I think they make you train with the firearm before then. I don't know. Jury's still out. Um, I, yeah, Jury. I don't think that's part of basic. I see. Yeah. What's your... My you big red button. The rig, big red button. Yes. I'm, I'm very excited about this one. Um, you can speak to all animals... But you have to live in a zoo. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad. What the fuck, man? Would, would you do it? <laughs> yeah. I would. And then I would I would voice their complaints to the staff. And they'd be like... We're going to have to ask you to leave, and I'm going to say, big red button, I can't leave, I live here. And they would just have to give the animals better treatment. I mean, would they? Would they? Well, if not, I will throw shit from the containment, like, area. They can just tranquilize you. They could. Yeah, or cattle prod you. Yeah. You know... Or they'll would... just give you the Harambe treatment. Or they'll just fucking Harambe your shit, bro. You know, that might happen too. But yeah. how cool How cool would talking to animals be, you know? I want to... I, I, before, I, before I go, I had a, a recent epiphany while I was... Um, uh, I went... So I went to my house, by the way. Um... Uh, I officially bought my house, and I and I went to it for the first time as the owner. Yes. On on uh, Tuesday or was it Monday? No, it was Tuesday. No, it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Um, 
Um, yeah, I took the train. I went to my house. I tried to use the local bus service, but it was kind of terrible. Um, so I, I went to my house. I just sort of checked it out, saw what the owner left me, did some measurements, shit like that. Um, and then on the way back, um, so I, I don't know if I declared or if I said this on stream, but I'm doing a double major management and psych specifically org psych. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's not like specifically going to be my major, but that's the field I want to go into. And that's the side I want to focus on. So like um, specifically org psych, but also like behavior, um, uh, cognitive uh, psychology, stuff like that. I don't want to like uh, chop someone's fucking brain open. Um, and I don't really care about development, but I figured out what I want to do for my thesis, right? Okay. I want to see if, or, or the effects of, um, ionization on, uh, workplaces. I want to specifically see if it, if it works on animals, right? So if you didn't know, sometimes if you get like certain like standing fans, they have an ion button, right? And when you press that, it releases uh, negatively charged ions. Uh, so they, uh, they, they'll like go in the room, they catch the uh, 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 like dust particles, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also release uh, uh, uh some like uh the 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 it's hard to explain the ionizers release the the negative ions and they go into like your as you breathe them in they actually uh uh lower your like depression scores if you have like a pretty high um exposure level uh, it's, it's not like super duper high. Uh, it, 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 it's not a very large, um, what's the word? Uh, there, there's not a lot of evidence for it there. It's not like a significant effect, but I think that perhaps I would like to try it on non-humans. Okay. I want to. I want to see if perhaps it would increase, like, um, if it would help. If, like, perhaps, you know, there's like uh the the the, um, pinnipeds and and whales, when they're like in captivity, you know how they get like super depressed and stuff because they like to have a lot of water and be free and sh- shit like that. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if exposing them to that level of uh or to that type of that type of thing during um like when they come up for air Uh, i'm wondering if that might help alleviate that perhaps i'm not sure i'm not sure but i i think it it might have some some positive effects if we put them in workplaces like if there were ionizers in like vents in like office spaces, so that way like your your Joe Schmo nine to five cubicle job um, might be a little bit more tolerable. Yeah, that sounds yeah. like some sort of Voltec experiment. Yeah, 
but I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, at least I'm not pumping in, like, hallucinogens. No, I mean, they would, they would be helpful, I, I presume. Yeah, ho- uh, hopefully, hopefully. I, I don't know if I've noticed it in my life, um, but I haven't really done an experiment, and also I wouldn't be the best subject for an experiment because I would, uh, I would notice, you know? Uh, I see. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think it would be an interesting thesis. So I think that would be, that would be my thesis. So, um, yeah, just, I, I love that that comes up because we're talking about zoos. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. But I think we if it does that. work, if it does work, that would be like a breakthrough, right? Cause like we could, you know, it, it would be really, it would be a lot more humane for like uh the treatment of animals if they're like you know yeah i mean less suicidal especially since it seems like we already treat humans like garbage exactly exactly we're putting through noxious gases to enlist but yeah that's (laughs) great yeah so with i i think that's a good that's a that's that's a better note something more helpful yeah precious animals um yeah and with that note i would like to thank justin connor our patron over on patreon.com uh thank you for supporting us this week um or for this this week's episode uh you you justin just want to say you've been supporting us for a long time thank you very appreciated yeah shout Um, out to Justin. if you want to get shout outs like that uh, make sure you go on over to patreon.com slash IIHS podcast, all one word, and uh, uh, join the $3 tier for uh, for shout outs. And then if you join the $5 tier, you get to hear all these episodes ad free as soon as they're done being edited. And you don't have to wait until Tuesday morning. Ew, gross, yucky. No, you want to hear them early, and you want to hear them without ads. So go on over and join our our, uh, Patreon. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are at IIHS Podcast. Again, all one word, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, you know, that's the best best place to reach us for Q&A, topic suggestions, uh, new episode uh, uh, updates, stuff like that. So go give us a follow there. Other than that, I have been incredibly influential, creator of the influential party, the greatest political party ever known. And I have been highly successful. Nothing That's else. The, that, nothing yeah. else. Yeah. Yep. Some, I don't mince words. <laughs> you know, you know, it's a good quality. But uh, we'll talk to you next week. Love you.